Several years ago, I started wrestling with the complex and nuanced topics of gender, faith, and sexuality. I noticed that so many of my influences and mindsets came from being told corporately what to believe versus having true, meaningful relationships with people who were actually wrestling with these topics. So I decided to change that. I started seeking out and having more conversations with my gay and trans friends. I also purposely had numerous in-depth conversations with Christians who ranged all across the board theologically when it came to this topic. Within this journey, there have been a lot of both practical and theological questions I've had to research and wrestle with. But what I couldn't get past in all of my years of wrestling were the stories I heard behind every single LGBTQ individual I came in contact with. Stories of pain, of being abandoned, of feeling suicidal, of being so painfully confused, of being kicked out of their church, of being shunned and unaccepted by their own friends and families, of not feeling heard, of feeling like they were all alone in their journeys. As a podcast focused on love and relationships, today we embark on a journey to share some of these beautiful stories. Our ultimate goal is to create a safe and compassionate environment for any LGBTQ person and anyone currently wrestling with their sexuality or gender identity, many of whom may feel marginalized and ostracized by religion today. We also hope this series will expand your mindset, ignite a fiery compassion on your hearts, and challenge you to come alongside those in your life who identify as LGBTQ with more love and grace. If you're thinking you're gonna walk away from this series with all your questions answered and feel perfectly equipped, that isn't quite realistic. This series is meant to be a conversation starter. We pray it motivates you to continue on the journey and feel more equipped to have healthy, nuanced, compassionate dialogue on the topics of faith, sexuality, and gender. I'll tell you how I cried and prayed and begged God to make me straight, or else to make me believe that the Bible left room for monogamous same-sex relationships. I'll tell you how God kept refusing to do either one, how he kept pointing me back to the cross of Christ, how I followed my Savior in costly obedience and became a mythical creature, a thing that wasn't supposed to exist, a single gay Christian. I'll show you the world through my eyes. The books on Christian masculinity that never seemed to be about me. The churches that treated my singleness like an acne problem that could be cleared up with a few weeks treatment. The sincere Christians who called it love when they talked about people like me with revulsion in their voices. I'll tell you what it's like to belong nowhere to know that much of my Christian family will forever consider me unnatural, dangerous, because of something that feels as involuntary as my eye color, and to know that much of the LGBTQ community that shares my experience as a sexual minority will disagree with the way I've chosen to interpret the call of Jesus, believing I've bought into a tragic, archaic ritual of self-hatred. Self-hatred. I'll tell you about that too. I'll tell you how hard it is some days to look in the mirror and believe that God could have possibly said over me as he did over all creation, it is good. But I promise my story 
won't all be sadness and loneliness and struggle. I'll tell you good things too, hopeful things. I'll tell you what it felt like the first time someone looked me in the eyes and said, you are not a mistake. I'll tell you that joy and sorrow are not opposites, that my life has never been more beautiful than when it was most brokenhearted. If you'll listen, I promise I'll tell you everything and you can decide for yourself what you want to believe about me. All you have to promise in return is that you'll wait a little while before you reach your verdict about me. Wait until you've heard everything. Wait until you know me. And then, well, then the rest is up to you. My sexuality, my gender identity is not mine. We are, we are created by a, a wonderful, crazy, awesome, powerful, kind God. And so to have that posture that that's mine, that's a non-negotiable, is an idol. That is, is taking the place of where Jesus should always be. It should go without saying, but I need to say it. I mean, we're dealing with real people, beautiful people, people with stories, people who bear God's image, people who need Jesus, and some of whom already have Jesus and are living faithful Christian lives. And so we need to have lots of humility entering this conversation. And because this the topic of trans people, the trans conversation has become so politicized and therefore polarized, I think there's just a lot of fear, a lot of strong opinions that aren't based on a lot of knowledge, you know, about what people think about trans people. And so we need to acknowledge that unless you've really done a lot of study and a lot of listening to people, we don't know. There's a lot of unknowns here. And so we need to have the humility to get to know people, to hear their stories and, and not just feel like we have to have it all figured out. Man, I've heard that over and over from people that this kind of black and white, top down, know it all kind of Christianity is such a turnoff and does not invite people into a relationship. When I was getting married, I didn't know my marriage had a type. I just, I knew my default sexual attractions or, and I'll put another way, when I struggle with lust, it's toward women. So I, I knew that about myself, Matt knew that too. But the question for me wasn't who, when you struggle with lust, is it toward what gender? The question was, am I called to marriage? And then we got to ask, what is marriage? Which we can go there. I believe uh, that marriage is between a man and a woman. And so God didn't have my heart connect to all men. That would be weird. <laughs> he had my heart connect to one man. Matt, now I'll just pause real quick. People, there are many people who wrestle like I do with attraction to the same sex. My story is not prescriptive. God does not call everyone to marriage. Singleness is equally valuable. When people come to me and say, well, how can you be with somebody who has same-sex attraction? Well, how can Jackie be with somebody who had multiple sexual partners? How, how is she to know that I've changed? Right, and I, I think that I think that we exalt it in a way that's unhealthy. Right, at the end of the day, you either believe what God has done in somebody's heart, or you don't. Statistically, there's a big study done a while back that, and it found out that 83 percent of LGBT people were raised in the Christian church. 51 percent end up leaving, usually secretly, after they turn 18. So, yeah, I, let me, because I, I don't want to get the impression that if somebody's trans, that means they're not in your church. 83 percent, yes, there are loads of people in our churches who are wrestling 
typically secretly, with their sexuality or gender identity. I mean, if, if your church is a thousand people, there's probably anywhere from 50 to 100. And if you're like, oh yeah, we have this one gay guy that's I'm like, okay, there's loads of people that are wrestling in secret. People that are like, oh my gosh, I've been wrestling with whatever my whole life and I just don't have space to talk about it. So yeah, this is not an us versus them conversation. This is an us and us conversation. What does God think of, of trans people, LGBT people in the church? I just hope that that I can reflect a piece of his heart that I've seen, that he so cares and he so loves you and he so is not surprised by your sexuality or your, your gender identity or anything that you're wrestling with. He's just not surprised. The LGBT community understands togetherness in a way that a lot of Christians don't. And he also said that I've learned way more about just to be human. I still don't believe that homosexual sin is right. And I, I don't believe it as biblical, but he was like, they, they just taught me how to be human in a sense of just being compassionate and just thoughtful, you know? And he was like, and when I come to them, I learned so much about their struggles. And I don't, I, I, I pray for them like I pray for my unsaved loved ones who don't struggle with this. I just want to reemphasize just your equal value. I don't even need to say that. I'm just, I'm sorry for how married people uh, take up too much of the spotlight and view single people not as equal. Iron sharpening iron in the church. We're wrong. We're wrong. And I'm really trying my best to rectify that. And to LGBT people who are listening, who <laughs> feel seen by what I said or feel offended by what I said. I just pray that there are areas where we can we can reach over and, and build bridges and maybe even link arms because it's the Holy Spirit that can link us together. to feel the weight and the real lives of a diverse mix of real people from the stories of the guests being featured on the series. Why? Because these stories are the reality for so many. And oftentimes our LGBTQ brothers and sisters do not feel the weight of our compassion, our hearts to understand, or our hearts to come alongside of them. Instead, they only hear our hearts to change them, shun them, or disagree with them. I have found that it is especially paramount that we lead with compassion above all and hear every single word that the guests have to share about their stories and experiences as Christian men and women. It can become easy, especially if you're listening and you're like me, someone who is straight and who hasn't struggled with same-sex attraction or gender dysphoria, to talk about all of this as an issue or an argument to win. But as my dear friend Preston Sprinkle says, even if you land theologically with a traditionally Christian view of marriage, might I implore you to consider that your truth will never be heard until your grace and compassion are felt. Today, my Heart of Dating family, I invite you to lean in and listen. Seek to understand that which you have not understood before you make judgments or seek to change. We are embarking into the gray together with love, grace, compassion, and an open heart to see others the way God sees them. Welcome to Season 7 of the Heart of Dating Podcast.
Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.